What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Gridiron Authority Podcast. This is our week seven review and week eight preview episode. Mike, what do we got in store for us? Uh, yeah, we're going to be going over some of the big games, big news of week seven, obviously preview in week eight uh, and giving our picks. A lot to cover. All right, let's get to it. All right, let's get started with a recap of Week 7. Um, Chiefs-Broncos, really bittersweet game for me. As you all know, I'm a massive Chiefs fan. Uh, the Chiefs handled the Broncos in the way that I kind of expected, but the big news is uh, Pat Mahomes goes down with a dislocated kneecap. Now, when it happened, it looked really bad on the field, but the trainers popped it back into place. MRI showed no extensive damage, and uh, as of this week, he's already back at practice and, and doing good things. So uh, what do you think of this game? Uh, I mean, the the biggest surprise outside of the Mahomes injury, obviously, was was really how the Chiefs defense played. I think they had nine sacks overall. Uh, I mean, they just just harassed Joe Flacco all night. Uh, they did a good job against the run. They did a good job against the pass. I mean, it, it was a good just overall uh, defensive performance. Um, obviously, the headline out of it is Patrick Mahomes going down. And, and when it went down, I mean, or when he went down, uh, obviously I think a lot of people immediately wrote the chiefs off cause it did look serious. Uh, they had to pop his knee back in place on the field. So, um, you know, even, I, you know, even, you know, myself, I thought, you know, that's it for the chiefs. If he, if he doesn't come back this year, they're done. Uh, but he is back on the field. He's practicing. It seems like there's a semi realistic shot. He could actually play Sunday, which to me is, is insane. I, I almost think they need to let him sit for at least a week. Um, because they do have, I, I believe, a, a two to three game lead. I think a three game lead if you factor in tiebreakers um, over the next closest, you know, over second place in their division. Uh, but uh, I mean, obviously, if he's feeling good and he's healthy, I guess they'll they'll play him. Yeah, when it comes down, you know, I'm reading the internet. All the Chiefs fans are saying, "Please God, don't start Mahomes. We need him for the future." But in my opinion. I'm, I'm not a doctor. If the doctors clear him and say there's no further risk to your knee and can you play through the pain, it, in my mind, if he's good with that, I'm not going to stop him from playing just because. A lot of people were saying it was really stupid that they did the quarterback sneak in the first place when he had a hurt ankle, but this injury had absolutely nothing to do with his ankle. So it was just a freak coincidence that this happened. Um, I would like to see him sit another week just to let his ankle heal, let this thing kind of recover. But if the doctors say he's good to go, uh, from what I've seen from Mahomes, the kid is tough. He's not going to sit out if the doctors say he can go. Yeah, and 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 for me, it's if the doctor says good, and he himself, the mo- that's the most important thing. If he himself feels comfortable with it and wants to play, that's that's completely on him, obviously. So. Uh, I mean, it'll be interesting to see uh, what happens Sunday morning. And the other thing I kind of want to point out, you talked a little bit about the Chiefs defense. Um, The Chiefs defense has been playing good in spots this year, but the thing that I'm excited about, they held the running backs to about three and a half yards of carry for only 71 yards total. So it was a really good uh, step up by the linebackers, really. And a lot of that that defense to get the run game under control because that's where they've struggled so much all year. Yeah, for sure. 
All right. And another game we kind of wanted to point out here, Aaron Rodgers went absolutely nuts against the Raiders, um, which was good for the Chiefs when Mahomes is injured, but um, threw for five touchdowns, 429 yards. Andy rushed for a touchdown. What do you think of Aaron Rodgers in this game? Uh, I mean, a bitter, bittersweet game. I've actually got <clears throat> Aaron Rodgers in, in one of the fantasy leagues we're in, and uh, I had him on the bench because he, I mean, he's been kind of an average fantasy quarterback this week. So, um, I mean, it was, it was exciting to see him finally, you know, uh, have that breakout game this season, that breakout fantasy game this season. Uh, but a little disappointing. I had him on the bench cause, uh, I mean, I think he had 58 points is what he scored in our league. So, yeah. uh, and the guy, <clears throat> the guy I started ahead of him, I started Kyler Murray, as I've talked about, Kyler Murray's been putting up great stats. He was the number eight fantasy quarterback going into the week ranked ahead of, Aaron Rodgers and going against uh, the Giants, I believe. And Kyler Murray only got me nine or 10 points. So, you know, 48 point difference. I still won the game, but a little, little bittersweet right there. Yeah. It makes it a lot easier pill to swallow when you still get the fantasy win for sure. Yeah, for sure. All right. So that definitely helps the chiefs because like you said, they're now a few games up and I think that's all the more reason to really sit, sit Mahomes, but uh, it'll be interesting. All yeah. right, so let's talk about another game here. Uh, we've kind of this is the same thing. It's almost like a broken record. Chargers lose a game again in probably one of the craziest ways possible. Again, uh, they're starting to get a reputation <coughs> of finding the best ways to lose games. Uh, this one, Philip Rivers drives them down the field, throws a pass to Eckler. They call him short of the goal line. This is all in I think forty seconds left. Um, they review it. They call him short instead of a touchdown. This is to take the lead. Then they hand off to Melvin Gordon. He gets a touchdown. They review it again. He falls short. Um, they run it again, and Melvin Gordon fumbles it into the end zone. Game over. They lose. Um, is this is this more of the Chargers' struggles, or is there something wrong with Melvin Gordon, or is this just you know typical bad Chargers? Uh, it's a little bit of both. I mean, Melvin Gordon. This is really uh, what is third week back in football. Um, so, I mean, he's not even through the full preseason yet, uh, in terms of what a regular player would have. So, uh, I mean, you could definitely see the rust. Um, we all know the chargers early season struggles. Um, but at this point, I mean, we're starting to hit the midway point. We're almost to the midway point right now. Um, so it is a little concerning, but I mean, most of what you're seeing with the chargers right now is just execution. Um, I mean, they're, they're putting themselves in situations to win or, or to at least score a touchdown and get on the board and gain some momentum and they just keep shooting themselves in the foot. So, um, I mean, I think it's a combination Melvin Gordon, not being in sync yet, the execution just as a team, uh, and then just a little bit of bad luck, honestly. So, um, I mean, I don't want to, I saw a funny story. I saw a funny thing on the internet that was a Chargers fan saying, is there any worse way to lose a game? And somebody replied, yeah, fumbling a snap on a kneel down. <laughs> yeah. Uh, poor Chargers fans. Yeah, no kidding. Um, <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, it's – I don't want to say the Chargers season's over because we've seen, you know, God, what was it? What were the Chiefs a few years ago? They were 1-5 or something and then reeled off 11 – or uh, they were 0-5 or 1-4 or something and then reeled off 11 straight yep. wins. Uh, or 10 straight mm-hmm. wins or whatever that was. So uh, I don't want to say their season's over yet because it's it's not, but uh, they obviously got a lot of work to do. I think another thing that stood out was after the game, they interviewed Melvin Gordon, and he 
basically just came out and said, you'll never see me miss another training camp. Yeah. Um, he feels the effect of, of the holdout and how it really didn't work for him at all. He didn't get the money he wanted. He missed a lot of games. Now he's coming back. He's not playing as well as he has, which is going to make it to where he's not going to get the money anyway from any other team. Um, it, it just goes to show you, I don't, don't think holding out always works. Yeah, for sure. All right, another game that was a big one this week. Uh, the Ravens put up 30 against the Seahawks and won at 30 to 16. Um, are these Ravens for real? Uh, yeah, I, I believe so. I mean, they've they seem to have even with Lamar Jackson not running or uh, throwing the ball well, they still have a fairly balanced offense. Uh, the defense is, has been playing great, honestly. Uh, uh, I mean, they just smothered your MVP candidate, Russell Wilson. Um, Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, they I, a good defense. They got a balanced offense. When Lamar Jackson's able to throw the ball, they've got an explosive offense. Uh, and and Lamar Jackson, I mean, he's running the ball better than than a majority of the running backs in the league. Uh, plus, he's obviously that that passing threat. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think they're for real. I think they're just a, a matchup nightmare for a lot of teams. Is is the issue? So. Yeah, I do. I think it's back to what I kind of talked about in the preseason where we talked about how Lamar Jackson was kind of more of a running back. Obviously, the early season schedule kind of made it seem different. But if you look at the stats in this game, nine of 20. So terrible accuracy in the game. Only 143 yards, no touchdowns, no interceptions, though. And then he ran for 116 yards and a touchdown. So um, I think the problem they're going to run into if you if you go against a team, say like the New England Patriots or the 49ers, somebody that can shut down the run game, you're going to force them to pass it. And I think that's where they're vulnerable right now. Yeah. But uh, unless you can stop the run game, I, I think they're for real. Yeah, and, and I, I think from a from a matchup standpoint, like I was saying, <clears throat> I think to stop the run, you're going to have to load the box because uh, you're going to have to you're going to have to overload the box, get get a. Uh, blocking mismatches and keep spies on Lamar Jackson. But what where that's going to leave your vulnerable is you're going to leave uh, guys like Hollywood Brown with one-on-one coverage uh, with no help over the top likely. So um, if they do that, there's always that possibility that if Brown can, can gain a yard or two that uh, you could be burned deep. So uh, now Jackson obviously has to make those throws. Uh, and teams are going to start loading the box and spying on him and doing all that and selling out on all that until he can prove that he can make those throws consistently. But uh, if he does, again, it's just going to be a matchup nightmare. Absolutely. So let's talk about another big game. Um, and once again, we're kind of sounding like a broken record, but another game, another win for Teddy Bridgewater and the Saints, 36-25 over the Bears. Going into the game, we learned Alvin Kamara was going to be out. So Latavius Murray got the start. No problem. He ran the ball really well. Um, I don't know if this surprises me more because the Saints keep winning or because the Bears are just they're just not good. And when you look at the Bears side of it, they threw the ball 54 times and they ran the ball. This is I, I don't even I can't even believe this is real. They ran the ball seven times um, for not very many yards. So what do you think of this game and the performance by the Bears running? Uh, I mean, it was, it was surprising on a multi, on multi, uh, multiple levels. Uh, number one, just what the Saints did, what that Saints offense did to that Bears defense, you know, that vaunted Bears defense that you can't do anything against. And, and Bridgewater throws for 281 and two touchdowns, and Latavius Murray runs for over 100 yards and two touchdowns. And Thomas had a 100-yard game, had 130 yards actually. 
Um, so to me, that's kind of the surprising part. The the uh, other surprising part, I, I think it's just more stupidity, honestly, is is uh, with Matt Nagy is you have your quarterback coming back from a shoulder injury. And how do you ease him back into it? You throw it 54 times and run it seven times, which is a franchise low for, you know, a franchise that's been around for a century. Uh, and that's the fewest amount of times they've ever run it. So uh, I think it was just bad coaching by the, by the bears um, uh, on offense, honestly. I mean, obviously the defense needed, needed a little help, but I think that offense put them in a lot of bad situations. So um, just, just bad coaching, just bad decision-making, honestly. I just can't get over the stats. Seven carries for 17 yards. I mean, that's just, I, I've never, I'd have to dig into the record books. I've, has any team ever run so little in a game? I mean, even the Chiefs who are super pass heavy run for more than that yeah. every week. Uh, yeah, I mean, it, absolutely yeah, it's, crazy. It's, it's nuts. Like I said, I think it was just, I mean, I don't, I, I know, uh, uh, you know, Trubisky was coming back and they took, you know, they wanted to, to get him going again, but, I mean, I'd like to be in that meeting room whenever they said our great idea to to ease our our you know arm injured quarterback back into the game is to just throw it a bunch. Uh, I mean, it, it, it's just shocking to me, honestly. So uh, I'd like to hear the reasoning behind that, and I haven't really heard anything yet. But uh, I mean, they, they got to be sure. I, th- I think uh, Matt Nagy. I think Matt Nagy's excuse for not running the football was, I know I'm not an idiot. I know we need to run the football. Then you just do it, man. Yeah. <laughs> I love Matt Nagy coming from the Andy Reid school. Just run the football. You yeah, got good and, running backs and not, there. Uh, you know, I know I, I do it every week, but I mean, it, it's it's uh, uh, kind of going to like the Dan Quinn thing in, in Atlanta. It's like, yeah, you have the talent. You have the guys to run the ball. So just run the ball. It's not, I mean, you you did it to me, it was just out of ego. It was just, I want to show that we have our franchise quarterback and that we can win the game with him throwing. And if we don't win, then whatever, I don't care. Um, I think this was an ego game, just trying to, to prove that Trubisky's their guy and it, it backfired massively. So, oh, well. It sure did. All right, this is a game I know you're going to be excited to talk about. Um, both of our teams really bounced back in a big way. Coming, Both of our teams had two straight losses. Now they're coming into uh, some dominance here. 37-10 win for the Cowboys after Doug Peterson guaranteed a win. So what do you think of this one? Uh, well, the Cowboys actually had three straight losses, so this was a, a big win for the oh, Cowboys. Yeah, that's right. I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah, they had three straight. Um I mean, it was, I loved it. I mean, one, I love, you know, I like that the Cowboys shut Doug Peterson up. I mean, uh, he said what he should have said. I mean, no coach is going to go into the game saying, well, you know, I hope we win or, I, you know, I think we're going to lose this game, but we'll play hard. No one says that. Um, so I don't blame Peterson for what yeah. he said. I mean, he said the right thing, uh, but he may have, he probably should have said that in, internally. Don't give uh, the Cowboys bulletin board material, you know, don't, don't, you know, fuel the fire of a division game already. Um, but I mean, what I like seeing about it is the Cowboys got off to a great start. Uh, they scored 27 points in the first half. Uh, and that's really what's been, you know, what's been setting them back in the last few weeks is they keep getting off to these slow starts. Um, and, and on the three game losing streak, obviously the Jets loss was a bad one. That was, that was kind of humiliating. They should have definitely won that game, but the other two teams they lost to, they lost to the Saints, who Teddy Bridgewater is undefeated as a starter. 
and they lost to the the Packers, which I you know combined I think those two teams have two losses. So, um, and they didn't they weren't blown out in those games. Uh, they were good games. They were close games. The Cowboys had the big comeback against the Packers. Um, so they're not bad losses. Uh, they lost to two good teams, and then they slipped up and lost to a bad team. So um, now they beat the Eagles. I mean, Carson Wentz did what I said he was going to do. Um, you know, he hasn't really thrown the ball all that well. Um, they pressured him. They, they, uh, you know, for the most part contained the run um, they gave up over a hundred yards, but it was right. Or it was on 28 carries. Uh, I mean, it, it was just a good game. Defense played well. Offense played well. Uh, Zeke had over a hundred yards. Amari Cooper had over a hundred yards. Uh, so yeah, it's just a, it was, a, it was a good game. Yes, it was. All right, on Monday night, we'll wrap it up here. Um, this is a game we thought would actually be a lot closer, but the Patriots come out 33 nothing shutout over the Jets. Um, you know, he, I know you picked this game for the Jets, but I think the biggest thing to me is the Patriots defense got in Sam Darnold's head early. I mean, we heard him on the sideline saying he's seeing ghosts out there against the Patriots D. Uh, what did you take away from this game? Um, I mean – Number one, unless we have the audio for me picking the game, I actually picked the Patriots. No, uh, yeah, well, I, I can pull the audio up, no problem. Yeah, um, <laughs> but no, I mean, I did, I did pick the Jets because I thought with Darnold back, uh, they played well against the Cowboys. Cowboys have a good defense. Um, they played well, uh, throwing the ball well, running the ball well. Um, the defense had been playing pretty solid. Um, I, I thought. It was obviously a long shot picking them, but I thought if they could stay in the game through three quarters and be within striking distance, that they they would have an opportunity. And uh, I mean, man, the Patriots just just thumped them early and just never let up, really. So uh, I mean, uh, from from a Jets perspective, it was a bad loss because you got blown out thirty three nothing at home against a division rival for the Patriots. Uh, I mean, it was a good win. Obviously it's, you're supposed, if you're a good team, you should beat the bad teams. You should win the games you're supposed to win. Um, but it doesn't really prove anything else on the Patriots. We've been saying all year, they haven't really played anyone besides the bills and, and the bills almost beat them. And, and that's with the bills quarterback being knocked out of the game. Um, so I'd, I'd still like to see the Patriots actually play someone good and see how they compete. But, uh, from a win standpoint, I mean, they went into a game that they were supposed to win and they not only won, but they dominated. So um, good performance by them. Absolutely. All right. That wraps up our week seven review. Let's go and look at some of our picks for week eight. So on Thursday night football, we got Redskins and Vikings. This is a really unique game when you look at it on paper. So the last time these teams met, Kirk Cousins was the Redskins quarterback and Case Keenum was the Vikings quarterback. Those roles are reversed. It's also a revenge game for Adrian Peterson against the Vikings. So um, it's a it takes a game that didn't really look that interesting on paper, and it makes it look pretty good with all these revenge uh, plot lines going on. What do you think of this one? Uh, just from a talent standpoint, I believe the Vikings are going to win the game. Uh, Kirk Cousins has been playing like a like a real life NFL quarterback lately. Uh, the defense has been playing. Yeah, I know. Right. Uh, the defense has been playing great. They got what I think is a top five running back in Dalvin cook. Uh, I think the Vikings take this. Yeah, I'm with you on that one. Uh, you know, the Redskins are, are just slightly above the dolphins in my book, which is at the very bottom. Um, they, they've had to 
to slug it out with the Dolphins to win the Tank Bowl a couple a couple weeks ago. So I'm taking the Vikings as well. Okay. Um, how about the Seahawks and Falcons? I know we've got, had Dan Quinn on the hot seat. Uh, it looks like Matt Ryan will play, but he is banged up. I don't. I mean, do you see them bouncing back against the Seahawks? No. Seahawks are gonna they're they're gonna want to bounce back from their own loss last week against the Ravens. Uh, Falcons traded their number three receiver, Mohamed Sanu. Uh, I don't know what's going on with Freeman. He got ejected in the game against the Rams last week for trying to fight Aaron Donald for some reason. Um, probably probably mad Dan Quinn's not running him. So, uh, <laughs> I mean, it, they're 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 not a good team, and they're going against a good team that's wanting you know wanting to bounce back. So, I think the Seahawks take this one. Yeah, I'm with you on that one. I, you know, I've I've said all year. I think Russell Wilson's my MVP. I think he had a bad week, but I could, I see him bouncing back because this Falcons defense is garbage. Um, and yeah, I I don't think they're going to get the offense figured out. I think the Seahawks win this one pretty good. How about Chargers Bears? Do the I mean the Bears offense has been struggling. Can't run the football. Their defense is great. Chargers have been struggling. Can't beat anybody it seems, and they lose in the craziest ways. Who do you got in this one? I'm going Bears. Um, I mean, they they they've been inconsistent this year, but um, if you're looking to find some consistency, I think the Chargers are that team, especially with that defense. Um, like you said, Melvin Gordon's not playing very well. That you know, I think the confidence in the in the Chargers locker room is kind of low right now. Uh, and again, I think the Bears are going to be wanting to you know that Bears defense at least will be wanting to to bounce back from a bad performance this last week. So I'm taking, I'm taking the the bears in this one. Yeah. I'm going to take the bears in this one too. I thought it was early season struggle for the chargers, but I think at mid season point now we're looking at week eight, they're still struggling. I just think that they're not that great of a team right now. Um, I expect coming from an Andy Reed tree that Matt Nagy is going to make some adjustments. Um, if they run the football like they should with Tariq Cohen, Montgomery, all those guys, I think they can easily beat the Chargers, but I'm going to take them in a close one. All right, so we got the Lions going against the Giants. Who do you got in this one? I'm going the Lions in this one. Uh, I think they're a lot better team than what their record shows right now. Uh, they're 2-3-1 and one overall. We all know what happened to them against the Packers. Uh, some of their other losses, you know, lost to the Chiefs, obviously. Lost another close game this past week. Um, they did lose carry on Johnson. So that's obviously going to hurt the running game, but I think Matt Stafford, uh, has played well enough this season that he can carry this team and, uh, lead him to a victory over the giants. Yeah. I'm going to take the giants in this one. I, I think losing carry on Johnson is going to have a, a pretty big effect, um, cause they cut CJ Anderson a while back. So they, you know, they've got some question marks at the backup running back spot. And, uh, you know, I, th- I like Saquon Barkley and, and Daniel Jones. He, he's playing well, even though he keeps losing all these weapons as Evan Ingram went back out. Um, all these guys keep going out, but I like the way he's playing. I think him and Golden Tate can get it done in a close one over the Lions, but okay. I do really like the Lions this year. All right. So we got Jets hopefully trying to rebound from the Patriots blowout going against the Jaguars in Jacksonville. Who do you got? Uh, I'm going. Oh, sorry. Actually, I think this one might be in London. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, no. It's it looks like it's in Jacksonville. Um, I was okay. Yeah. Um, so I'm going. I'm going the Jaguars on this one. Um, I still like what Gardner Minshew's doing. I think for a rookie, he's playing tremendous right now. 
Uh, Leonard Fournette is, is running the ball like crazy. Uh, he's on pace for over 1,500 yards uh, running the ball, I think actually over 1,600 yards. Uh, uh, DJ uh, Shark is, I mean, he's putting up number one receiver numbers. Uh, the Jaguars defense, even without Jalen Ramsey, is is playing lights out at the moment. Uh, I think the Jaguars – yeah, I'm with you on the Jags train here. Uh, I just think the Jets, I think they got shell-shocked last week against the Patriots, and I think it's going to take a little bit for them to recover from. Um, I don't think they get Chris Herndon back, but I think that when they do get him back, that's going to be a big boost to Sam Darnold, but I got the Jags in a close one. Yeah. All right, we got the Bengals looking for their first win over the Rams. Who do you got in this one? Uh, I'm going I'm going the Rams. I mean, the Bengals are – they're just not playing well right now. Um, at first it was their defense was really kind of shutting them down. But uh, ever since John Ross went out, the offense is, has really kind of taken a dive as well. Uh, and and the Rams, I mean, they're going to be looking to, you know, gain an extra game, you know, get an extra game over 500. Uh, you know, Jared Goff has been throwing the ball, you know, decently well. Um, not a lot of touchdowns, but yardage wise, he's been putting up big yardage. Um, and I think Cooper Cup has a big game, honestly. So uh, I'm taking the taking the Rams. Yeah, I, I really want to see my boy Zach Taylor get a win, but I got to go Rams here. Um, and I would also like to see Cooper Cup get a lot of points for my fantasy team's yeah. sake. So I'm going to take Rams by a touchdown. Okay. Uh, yeah, only a touchdown. I think it's going to be closer than I thought, or everyone thinks. All right, we got the Bucks and Jameis Winston Visiting the Titans, coming off that close win over the Chargers. Who do you got in this one? Oh, man. I'm, I'm going to go with the Titans. I think this is the game that gets them back to 500. I think it's going to be a close game. Uh, I expect Winston to have a pretty good game for the Buccaneers. Um, but I, I think that just kind of uh, more consistent offense from the Titans is going to be the difference, honestly. With, with uh, Tannehill in there, there's just more consistency overall. Um, it's not so up and down. Uh, so I'm expecting that just balance overall to to be the difference. The Titans defense has been playing great, um, and I think they'll be able to to contain the Bucks. Like I said, I do expect Winston to have a pretty solid game, but uh, I think they'll be able to you know contain the Bucks enough to to win this game. Yeah, this one's this one's really tough for me because it, to me it really depends on which Jameis Winston shows up. I think we know what we're going to get out of the Titans, but uh, you know, does the Jameis Winston? come back that throws four touchdowns or the one that throws four picks. Um, the Titans do have a really good defense and I'm going to bet that it's probably the latter and, and he's going to throw some picks against his Titans D, which is unfortunate because I have to start him in fantasy this week, but I'm taking the Titans. Okay. All right. We got Eagles coming off that loss to the Cowboys going against Josh Allen and the bills. Who do you got? Uh, I'm going the Bills. Um, I, I I love what the defense has been doing this year. Uh, Frank Gore has been running the ball really well, um, especially for a guy that's got to be 60 by now. Uh, <laughs> I mean, Josh Allen, I mean, it cut down on the turnovers a little bit, but Josh Allen's been playing well overall. Uh, like I said, needs to cut down on the turnovers. Uh, but I, I just like the Bills. I mean, they're, no one's really talking about them. Uh, no one's talking about the fact that they're 5-1. and one. Uh and I think this is the game that pushes them to six and one and, and puts them in prime position to make a playoff run. So uh, I'm, I'm going the bills. Yeah. Uh, you know, looking at the bills schedule, they actually have a pretty easy road from here on out. Um, it, it, it's really, it's good for that fan base because I think they're 
set to make a playoff run. I feel like they don't need to win this game, but if they do win this game, I think it pretty much guarantees that they're going to be in the playoffs, and and I'm with you. I like Josh Allen, and this defense is for real. So I'm going to take the Bills as well. Nice. All right. We saw the Broncos fall flat on their face against the Chiefs on Thursday. Now they're going to travel to Indianapolis, take on the Colts. Who do you got in this one? I'm going Colts all the way. I mean, we saw what the Chiefs defense did against the Broncos, and that's not even a good defense. Uh, the Colts have, a, I think, a top 10 defense. I think they're going to just just smother Joe Flacco. I think they're going to shut down the run. Uh, and Jacoby Brissett has, I mean, he's put up solid numbers. I think better numbers than a lot of people thought he would, honestly. Uh, Marlon Mack, you know, runs the ball pretty well. Uh, and I expect, I kind of expect, I'm thinking, uh, they're, like I said, they're going to throw the ball pretty well, I think. Uh, uh, and they're going to be able to contain with that offensive line. I don't think Von Miller is going to be a factor in this game. So uh, I'm going Colts. Yeah, I'm going Colts as well. I mean, this passing offense wasn't good anyway. Now they don't have Emmanuel Sanders, who's on the 49ers. I think uh, Joe Flacco struggles again. And uh, this Colts offensive line, I've been saying it all year, is one of the best I've ever seen. Um, Watching Quentin Nelson come off the ball and just move defenders. like I mean, I think Marlon Mack has a big day because Shady McCoy ran for, for a really good game against them. So I got the Colts winning by two touchdowns. All right, we got the Arizona Cardinals, Kyler Murray, traveling to take on what I anticipate is going to be the Drew Brees-led Saints. Who do you got in this one? Um, I'm going the Saints. I mean, the the uh, the Cardinals are on a nice little win streak right now. Um, but, I, I mean, it's – the Saints have been playing lights out with Teddy Bridgewater, and we – and, and that's great and all, but Drew Brees is a better quarterback. Uh, no ifs, ands, or buts about it. Um, and now he's coming back against, you know, a mediocre defense. I expect him to have a good game. They're supposed to have Alvin Kamara back. Uh, it's at home uh, in New Orleans, so uh, at the Superdome. Um, I expect it to be a little bit closer than people are thinking. I think the Cardinals put up some pretty decent numbers, um, but I think the Saints take this. Yeah, I got the Saints too. I think even last week when Kamara was out, Latavius Murray ran so well. I almost see it coming back in kind of like a dual-headed monster running back. They're going to get Latavius Murray some touches too because he's so good. Let Kamara work back in. Um, you know, you talked about, what would you say, three and three is what you wanted Bridgewater to go, yep. and he didn't lose any of them. So that's a great fill-in. Drew Brees can pick up right where he left off. I like the Saints in this one big. Okay. All right, we've got the Panthers taking on the 49ers, and they have uh, declared Kyle Allen the starter. I don't know if that kind of is a is meaning that Cam Newton's been benched. I don't know really know what the situation there is, whether he's even healthy yet. But Kyle Allen's getting the start going against the undefeated 49ers. Who do you got? Um, I, I'm, I'm going to go an upset. I'm going to go with the Panthers in this one. Um, and I'm I'm only going with that because I think the Panthers defense uh, has, has been playing lights out. I think they've been playing tremendous football Uh, and the Panthers offense, even without Cam Newton has been playing, has been playing good football. And I think the difference is the offense. Uh, The, the 49ers offense really, really hasn't been that impressive this year. Um, I mean, they've been pretty inconsistent. They haven't really blown me away with, with any performance this year. Whereas the Panthers, I mean, they got Christian McCaffrey, which is really all you need. Uh, I think they're going to get him the ball. I think they're going to get him the ball a lot. I think he's going to make some plays. 
Uh, I think running some of those screen passes or, uh, that they like to run to McCaffrey is going to slow down that San Francisco pass rush. Uh, I, I think just from a standpoint, uh, I'm giving this to the, to the Panthers. Yeah, I'm going to this to me is going to be the biggest test for the uh, 49ers. This defense has been stellar all year. And like you said, the the Panthers offense is is unreal with Christian McCaffrey. So I think it's going to be a good test. I think the offense for the 49ers looked bad last week on paper. But when you look at that game, I mean, it was a, a monsoon, just torrential downpour. And they had to, to slug out an ugly one against the Redskins. But uh I'm going to take the 49ers in this one still. I think that Jimmy Garoppolo hooking up with George Kittle is going to get it done, but I do expect it to be a, a close, low-scoring game. Okay. All right, we got the Raiders traveling to take on the Texans. Uh, the Texans, you know, they're 4-3. and three. They're having kind of up-and-down season. Uh, they're fighting for first place with the Colts. They lost to the Colts this last week. Uh, do you think the Raiders can take the Texans? No, I expect the Texans to put up big numbers. Uh, They kind of had a down performance last week against the Colts. Uh, Didn't really play the ball or didn't really play very well, didn't throw the ball well, didn't run the ball very well. Um, But, I mean, the the Raiders, we just saw what Aaron Rodgers did to him, that six-touchdown performance, and we've seen what Deshaun Watson can do. Uh, I expect the the Texans to win, and I think they're going to win big. Yeah, I'm with you on that one. I think he's going to – I mean, Aaron Rodgers dropped six touchdowns on the Raiders. I don't think Deshaun Watson does that, but it, that wouldn't surprise me if he at least had four. Um, we've talked all year. This Raiders team, they play some people good, but they're not really a good team. They're not there yet. We we both kind of talked about how we think they're kind of on the right path with John Gruden a little bit, and this was a, uh, you know, a good year for them to progress a little bit, but I don't think they're anywhere near a good team And the Texans to me are a good team, if not a great team. So I got the Texans winning by 10. Okay. All right. And this one's going to be fun. So we saw how well guaranteeing a win worked for Doug Peterson. Jarvis Landry guaranteed a win against the Patriots. Who do you got in this one? Oh man. Um, I'm going to go the Patriots. Um, I talked about earlier, I don't feel like they've really played anyone good. Um, and and the Browns have obviously been underachieving, but I, the Patriots know who they are. I think that's the difference. The Browns don't know who they are. Um, Freddie Kitchens, I mean, honestly, has, has done a terrible job coaching all this talent. Um, like I said, they have no identity. Um, they have no confidence right now, despite what Jarvis Landry said about winning. Um, and no one's scared of them. I mean, they have all the talent, but no one's really worried about how they use the talent. So uh, Bill Belichick, I think I think this is an upset game that a lot of people are going to pick uh, the Browns in, but I think Belichick comes in and they're going to win, and I think he's going to want to put a you know an, an exclamation point on it, really, and uh, just to you know just to show everyone. Yeah, to me, when you're already a big underdog and you're going against arguably the best quarterback, best coach duo in the in, in the history of the NFL, a team that's undefeated, that has a crazy good defense, and then you decide you're going to step up and say we guarantee the win, I think the Patriots win this one big. I think if uh, if Sam Darnold was seeing ghosts, I can't imagine what Baker Mayfield is going to see. Uh, I think they're going to bring the pressure, and it's going to be lopsided. And I think they have the potential to upset the Patriots, but because of uh, they still have got their ego out of the way, their ego still blocking them from being the team they can be. And I think that the Patriots just mop the floor with them because 
the last thing you want to do going up against the biggest bully in the NFL is give them, uh, you know, material to to get angry on. So I got the Patriots winning this one big. And, and let's let's be honest. I mean, their 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 biggest their their biggest fall is uh, is still Freddie Freddie Kitchens as the as the coach. I mean, who are you going to take, Belichick or Freddie Kitchens? So yeah, and, and Baker Mayfield's already throwing excuses out. If you if you didn't hear today, he so he complained about the refs last week, got fined. He came back out and said, you know, I can't believe I got fined. And then he started saying, we're definitely not going to get calls this week. So he's already basically saying that the refs are going to favor the Patriots. Uh, already making excuses, haven't even lost yet. So uh, I just, you know, I don't like the attitude from Baker Mayfield or anyone on this team. And like you said, Freddie Kitchens is garbage, to be completely honest. Yeah, absolutely. All right, what should have been a fantastic matchup on Sunday Night Football, Aaron Rodgers and the Packers come to Arrowhead to take on the Chiefs. Um, I, you, We said at the top of the show that Mahomes has a chance to play, a really good chance to play. I don't think that they personally will. I think they're kind of letting him practice to kind of get in the Packers' head. Um, who do you got in this game, assuming that Pat Mahomes probably isn't going to play? Uh, I mean, you got to go the Packers because, um, I mean, it was nice that the Chiefs' defense played well last week, but they weren't going against Aaron Rodgers. Um I, I I think it's a bad matchup for the Chiefs since they don't have Mahomes. If they had Mahomes, they could you know they could get, you know get into a duel and win. But uh, you can't take Matt Moore over Aaron Rodgers in what I think is going to be a shootout. So um, I think they both put up pretty decent points. I still think the Chiefs probably score twenty four points or maybe a little more. But I think the Packers are probably going to score thirty. So um, you know I, I I hate to see the Chiefs lose, but I. Uh, without Mahomes, the Packers are the better team. Yeah, and the one thing I love about Andy Reid is it seems like he's willing to change. You see a lot of times when a, a star player goes down and the backup comes in, I don't think they're going to ask Matt Moore to go out there and throw it 40-plus times and try to get four or five touchdowns thrown it to the receivers. I expect Shady McCoy in the run game to actually – be the focal point of this Chiefs offense. I think they keep it close. I am going to take the Packers because, uh, honestly, we just don't really know what Matt Moore has left in the tank. I mean, uh, if you re- if you watch any of the stories, you saw he played good against the Broncos, but that's the Broncos. They were awful in that game. So you look at his story. He was actually a scout for the Miami Dolphins this offseason. He actually was at the Combine scouting Kyler Murray and he went to Kyler Murray's pro day and was scouting him. And then all of a sudden Andy Reid gives him a call and he he's back on the field. He hasn't started. He didn't even play football at all last year. He wasn't even on a team. So uh, I think he's a, he's more than capable backup, but I have no idea what we can really expect from him. I mean, just what you saw last week, that half of football he played is really the only uh, game and action he's seen in, in a couple of years, if not more. So uh, and like you said, you'd be a fool to to pick him over Aaron Rodgers. But I do think the Chiefs are going to keep it close. They still have – I mean, Mahomes is is a big part of their offense, but they still have the best tight end in football, one of the best wide receivers in Tyree Kill. They still have LaShawn McCoy. They've got great players all over the field. Sammy Watkins is coming back, I believe. Um, they might get their left tackle back. So they, they have the talent to compete. But, yeah, Aaron Rodgers I think is going to win probably by a touchdown. Yeah. And then a game that absolutely nobody wants to see. I don't know why in the hell 
they keep doing this on Monday Night Football, but we got the Dolphins and Steelers in just an absolute snooze fest. Who do you got in this one? Uh, I mean, I'm going the Steelers, obviously. The Dolphins are just trash. Um, I mean, I'll say at least the Dolphins last week for a little bit looked like they actually put some effort into it. Um, from a coaching standpoint, I think the players on the Dolphins are playing hard. I feel bad for them. Um, I think they put effort into it. I just think they're just so outgunned uh, talent-wise and coaching-wise that they – I mean, they just can't – they're not going to be able to beat anyone, honestly. So uh, I'm I'm going the Steelers in this one regardless of whoever starts uh, at quarterback for the, for the Steelers. I think they still just have too much talent for the Dolphins, even though the Steelers aren't very good themselves. Yeah, we're on the same page there. I got the Steelers winning probably something like a, a 10-3 to 3 game. Kind of a, yeah. a snooze fest, like I said earlier. Plus, you combine that with Booger McFarland's commentary, and that's just something I don't want to watch. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, that wraps up our preview show. Um, be sure, if you like fantasy football, to listen to our fantasy football episode. If you like college football, listen to our college football episode. Uh, Mike, why don't you tell them where else they could find us? Yeah, obviously, if you want to listen to us, go to go to gridironauthority.com. Uh, check us out on Facebook, Instagram, and uh, Twitter. Give us a like, give us a follow. If you have any questions or you just want to leave a comment, you know, go ahead. Uh, we love to answer questions. We love to, you know, have, uh, you know, some conversations back and forth with all you guys. So, um, like I said, just check us out. Give us a listen. And, uh, uh, yeah, that'll be it. All right. Stay tuned.